0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Night of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Now,
2: Beth! Don't con me!
0: Broadcasting from resistance headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com.
2: What's on your mind? The era of big government is over. You want to cut the line. I want to change the sentiment. We're running away from ourselves. And I know we can score points that way. I was a principal architect of that campaign strategy right along with you, Judge. But we're here now. Tomorrow night we do an immense thing. We have to say what we feel. That government, no matter what its failures in the past and in times to come, for that matter, government can be a place where people come together and where no one gets left behind. No one gets left behind. An instrument of good. I have no trouble understanding why the line tested well, Josh, but I don't think that means we should say it. I think that means we should change it. I think so, too. What do you think, Josh? I make it a point never to disagree with Toby when he's right, Mr. President. Then you and Sam get your people together and get to work. Thank you, Mr. President.
1: Bob Seska! I don't know what we're
2: yelling about! The Bob Show!
1: Oh, shit. Way, way too much stuff to talk about. Hi, how are you? How you doing? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Uh, It is Tuesday, January 30, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's BubbleGenius.com. Go there, buy lots of soap. Uh, It is uh, Trump Crisis Day 376. There are, how many days are there? 279 days until the 2018 midterms. Get ready. Wrong. Uh, You know, I want to do something a little bit different at the top of today's show. Normally, I would introduce Buzz Burbank right now, and we would play Buzz Burbank's uh, wacky jingle, but I'm just going to bring Buzz Burbank in right right now without sans jingle. There would be no jingle here. We're just going to bring you in, because before we get to all the stuff today, you know, the, the gigantic firehose of news, uh, the State of the yep. Union, everything going on with uh, with Trump and Russia. Union. I, yeah, the State of the Union. I forgot. God, I forgot about that. I, you know, it's so easy to forget about crap. But, but before we get into that stuff, uh, I'm both sad and happy to say Um this news. Uh we almost lost another co-host of the show over the weekend. Oh my god.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh David T Rex Ferguson had a massive heart attack over the weekend. And and not just any heart attack, it was a widowmaker. A widowmaker heart attack. And I'm not making this up. This is not a joke. This is not a bit. This is actually this really happened. Dave Ferguson had a a serious heart attack. 10% survival rate. In fact, Dave died on the table and was resuscitated. Um, In case you don't know, the Widowmaker heart attack is a complete closure of the left anterior descending coronary artery. Uh, Big, big deal. Very big deal. But Dave, he survived because he's a strong bastard. He's a strong T-Rex and he's uh, resting at home, contemplating a life without cigarettes and salt. Big, big round of applause for Dave for (laughs) being indefatigable,
0: as they say. We thank him for surviving, and what a huge relief! What a how close can you get? I've been close a couple of times, but not even quite that close. Believe yeah. it or not, yeah, Com-
1: completely unexpected. and For a second there, I was thinking, "Good God, I, I need to warn uh, Buzz, I need to warn Jackie, Jody, Kimberly <laughs> that that uh, my co-hosts are like Spinal Tap drummers." There's there's there's, <laughs> no, there's a trend starting. Watch out, Buzz, <laughs> because of my near misses, and you know maybe David will will take
0: this uh, this stance also. I uh, I know I now laugh in the face of death. Yeah, uh, because I, I have been, like I said, not quite that close, but uh, uncomfortably close to it a couple of times. Yeah, and uh, for entirely different things, and and walked away from it both times. I'm feeling pretty cocky. I'm feeling pretty feeling pretty invincible at this point. <laughs> That's and what- I and I and I feel great if that's any consolation
1: isn't that what they say though Buzz I mean in fact I may have heard this from you that that when you come away from a situation like that you feel like you're ironclad, like you're invincible like you're indestructible
0: oh you hear all kinds of things you know a lot of people ask me because there were comas involved and things like that a lot of people say did you you see a light did you no no I didn't see anything and then the other thing was has it given you a a whole new outlook on life well not really I mean I'm glad I'm glad I didn't die yeah uh, and 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 like i said there's a little bit of cockiness in missing it twice but mm-hmm. uh, other than that no it hasn't changed my views on you know the afterlife or anything like that yeah
1: yeah, yeah, so. yeah. i mean my, my dad you know my dad went through a uh, a similar uh event well not he didn't have a heart attack but he had a valve a heart valve problem and he had to uh-huh. have it replaced he's got a pig uh-huh. valve in there now and uh-huh. when he went through his heart surgery when he came out of it he really, I mean for a good long period of time he seemed like a changed man. It seemed like uh huh. you know there was a, a permanent rainbow over my da- dad's head. <laughs> he was like he was like a cast member from My Little Pony. That's how happy he was <laughs> after the surgery. <laughs> and uh you know I I do think there's some uh some validity to the idea that once you come through something that's that serious where they literally mm-hmm. crack your chest open right. and they're tinkering around inside basically your soul inside your core. That mm-hmm. when you survive oh, yeah. and you're done with it, there must be such a sense of relief. And so, you know, uh, good lord, please join everyone from the show: Buzz, Jackie, Jody, Kimberly, and yeah. sending healing vibes out to Athens, Georgia, yeah, and our, our mighty uh, T Rex. For good lord, not uh, not leaving us just yet. We have many more hours of podcasting to go, David. Excellent. That uh, is wonderful news. Okay, so now down to business holy shit as i said at the top of the show where do we begin it's tyranny
0: tuesday again
1: it's tyranny tuesday we've got so much to talk about with regard to the state of the union um and then uh we got to talk about everything that's going on with trump russia because we're we're basically at the doorstep of a constitutional crisis oh very
0: much so some would argue. Uh, that uh, n- never mind the stuff we're probably going to focus on, but just in the sanctions move alone yeah. uh, today, that that in and of itself, uh, forget everything else, forget Russia, forget everything. Yep. That this this the, I mean the, the 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 collusion investigation and all of that obstruction. Never mind those for a moment. Uh, the the fact that uh, this that we've seen this kind of. Uh, separation of 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 both the executive and, and legislative branches. Uh, you know one ignoring the other uh, ending uh, checks and balances mm-hmm. uh, this this is uh, to many uh, a constitutional crisis already
1: yeah and I, I'm I'm right on the uh, the border of that I sort of have one foot in uh, constitutional crisis one foot in the idea of us being right at the precipice of it but not quite crossing over yet mm-hmm. this could all end up being full-blown constitutional crisis if mm-hmm. what we're hearing about today actually comes to fruition and we'll get to that in just a second but you Here's a thumbnail of all the things we got to talk about today. We got this State of the Union. We've got uh, Andrew McCabe being what I consider to be fired. I think Andrew McCabe was, was let go. Uh, Same day. Because of his involvement with the the Russia investigation. Uh, Trump refusing to implement Russia sanctions. Right. Semi-fictitious Nunes memo is going to be released to the public uh, any day now. It's up to Trump to decide. And and if he doesn't decide anything within five days of, or five days after yesterday, then it goes public anyway. Uh, Plus, the FBI is going to be investigating the House Intelligence Committee. Right. The Intelligence Committee is going to
0: investigate the FBI, just to clarify. What did I say? Actually, the other way around. I wish the (laughs) FBI... I say and the you know, FBI, oh, I, shit. You're, you're, well, you're probably right, but I'm guessing the FBI has <laughs> investigated the, the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, it, was too early to st-
1: it was too early to start drinking. I think that's <laughs> that's my problem. Yeah, yes, exactly. The, the FBI is going to be investigated by the House Intelligence Committee. And then we have right. new, new dimensions to this added mm. uh, with Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell mm. and so on. And we're going we get to get to that in just right. a second. Let's start, Buzz, with the State of the Union, because, uh, of course, we're, we're, I guess, I don't know, T-minus five hours from that beginning uh, as we sit here and record the show, so that's going to be something that most of you will have already heard once you listen to this show, Uh, so we're going to give you sort of an overview in terms of what we know at this point, but I think the meat and potatoes of today's uh, podcast is going to be mostly all of the Trump and Russia stuff. Yeah, uh, we don't know for sure yet uh, what we're going to be hearing this
0: evening. I expect a transcript of uh, the speech, or at least a, a copy of the speech, yeah. uh, is usually provided to the media before it occurs, but that'll still probably be after you and I finished here today. Uh, so it, it really is impossible to speculate. We do know that the speech was written by extreme right-winger Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller with, and, his, with, uh, his,
1: with his lifeless eyes. Lifeless eyes. For Black the most eyes, part. Like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Yeah.
0: And the White House has said it would focus on immigration, which I, you know, is a favorite subject of both Trump's and Stephen Miller's. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, you know, we don't know what to expect. Some Republicans are upset or pretending to be upset because they fear he's going to be too conciliatory tonight because the White House has also said that he would uh, try to reach out in a bipartisan way. Oh yeah, my, I, yeah. If you can even picture that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, how effective could that possibly be? I don't get too far <laughs> off on a tangent here. But, I mean, considering that he's referring to Democrats as Pocahontas and Crying Chuck and whatever nicknames he's come up with next, uh, why? I don't know why any Democrat would take that bait you know it just seems uh like he's he's insulting people and expecting people to come in and work with him and to save his ass and the, the, i just i don't imagine there can be any of that oh by the way too in addition to Stephen miller i heard that mike pence also wrote some of the the state of the union uh gary Cohn and then of course hr mcmaster are also contributors <laughs> to the to the state of the union address all you know accomplished writers each and every one of them so we're in for a fantastically uh, written speech tonight. It won't be at all uncomfortable to listen to, will it? Read by someone who's great at reading. So
0: (laughs) Wrong. Yeah. It it promises to be entertaining for sure. Uh, Do you think, uh, this is a thing that keeps floating around in my head, do you think we will see, and and again, this will quickly be outdated, but I had to ask anyway, will we see any um, unusual behavior by lawmakers this evening? And what I mean by that is in Britain it's very common for uh, lawmakers to uh, say here here or boo if they if they hear something they don't like. Uh, we don't do that in this country much although uh, uh, at least one Republican uh, broached that uh, calling President Obama a liar uh, yeah. during one of his state of the union speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm I'm just wondering if there will be or will have been any outbursts uh, in the State of the Union address or any, any uh, disruptions whatsoever?
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's going to be some booing. I don't know if that's really going out on a limb, but I, I think there's going to be well, some booing from the Democratic side. I mean, you know, I think one of the yeah. things he's expected to announce today is something major about North Korea. Some new uh, oh, strategy oh. change with regard to North Korea, which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What could possibly go wrong there? Yeah. Huh? Um, but, I mean, I, I do think the Democrats aren't going to let him get away with much. I think he's going to talk about uh, Russia tonight, uh, Trump and Russia. and, and Really? Trump-
0: now, yeah. I, I had heard that he would avoid that, uh, you know, But it, it, and it, it seems to me it would be— if I were him, I would avoid it, I think, uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what he might say about that.
1: Oh, so, so did you hear some sort of official word that he's not going to mention that, or is there— is there a sort of I, any news along those I, lines?
0: I, I see, I, I'm i sorry. I seem to recall uh, that being part of uh, the White House uh, response hmm. to questions about what to expect in the speech tonight. Uh, Interesting. I, I can't I can't uh, uh, totally vouch for that, but I, I believe I have the gist of it. You know, it, because it was 44 years ago on this night that Nixon said it was time to move past <laughs> yeah. uh, the Watergate thing, yeah. and uh, he was he was gone seven months later. It was pointed out to me that... Uh, Trump doesn't have the decency that Nixon did, and while that's true, I think uh, Nixon knew that had he stayed, he would be dragged out, and I think Trump will face a similar precipice.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the scary difference between Trump and Nixon, and there aren't many differences, but one of the big scary differences is that uh, Nixon was a traditionalist when it came to uh, institutions, and Trump doesn't give Mm -hmm. a shit about any of that. Nixon was a, a knowledgeable lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and he respected the way the government functioned. And Donald Trump has zero respect for that. As in, tri- yeah. in fact, try, trying desperately to reinvent the wheel to suit his own needs, of course, not to improve the country, not to make America great again. Everything Trump is doing is in order to help Trump. Here's another bit of news that w- will be interesting to observe, although it's not going to be something that most people will actually see. But for thirty five dollars, you can have your name displayed on the Trump campaign website during the State of the Union broadcast if you if you donate thirty five dollars to Trump's campaign. I'm hoping some people will spend thirty five bucks just to get some ridiculous name up there. And I and if and if you're going to do it, if you're listening in and you're planning to do this uh, tonight, uh, make sure to use the name Biff Tannen. I think that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun to. Do. And, and, and-
2: don't con and,
1: me right and insist on a tote bag uh. <laughs> yeah yeah this is uh this is one of the things they're doing to reward their uh yeah. their their donors and it's it's kind of a you know what it could have been done in a uh, ironic way by one of the networks to kind of display who's you know what? Whatever issue area Donald Trump is talking about, to flash the name of donors that happen to be linked to that oh, issue area, I think that'd be great. I, but
0: yeah, when I first saw the headline, when I just caught it out of the corner of my eye, I thought, oh, I got excited because I thought, oh, that's great. Some network is going to run uh, Trump campaign donors across the bottom of the screen yeah. while he's talking about particular issues, just as you said. And and uh, I was I was saddened to see that it would be limited to the diehard Trump supporters who'll be watching it online.
1: Right, right. You know, one of the ongoing themes in observing the Trump presidency is that everything Donald Trump does makes things worse for Donald Trump. And one of the things I'm sure he's going to do tonight is is to uh, ballyhoo the, the condition of the economy right now and talk about how great it is and how many jobs mm-hmm. he's creating and so forth. A bunch of lies, right. you know, taking credit. Basically, though, uh, there is an upside to what he's going to do with regard to the economy today, which is taking ownership of it. He continues to take ownership of the economy, even though he probably doesn't deserve to. You know, they usually say, as of October of a president's first year, that then is the transition into being their economy. And uh, regardless, Donald Trump feels the need to to take complete ownership, where I think a lot of presidents are wiser than that to not do that until (laughs) they really have a strong sense of the long-term projections. Absolutely. And so on the very day that donald uh-huh. trump is set to really fluff the hell out of the status of the economy tonight yes yes we, we find out that the dow suffered a second straight day <laughs> of losses and you know this is not something that is pleasing or fun to me the idea of well could this be one of the first uh, warning signs the canary in the coal mine for a forthcoming recession and i that scares the piss out of me but don't don't panic too much
0: because okay. that's 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 uh, points lower that's not been points lower uh, than it was five minutes ago because it's been rising at such a ridiculous rate. And uh, you may see some uh, corrections along the way that I think will be too damaging. Again, I think you're going to be better off in the long term than you you were before some of this inflated nonsense began. Hmm. Uh, But but yeah, I was hoping you would get to that. Uh, In fact, in the uh, two days leading up to uh, the State of the Union speech, uh, the Dow lost four points. His biggest loss since he took office. So, what a great time to come out and brag about what you've done <laughs> yeah, for, the, for the stock market when, as you pointed out, he shouldn't be taking credit or blame for it
1: either way. Well, what this shows us is that uh, Dow 2600 is not as stable as we'd like to think it is or, or as Donald Trump would like to think it is. It's something that right. we've never been to these heights before. Remember when, uh, when Barack Obama took over, I think the Dow was at 8000 and ended up uh, bottoming out at 6,000 and then Mm -hmm. rising up steadily throughout Obama's two terms and continues now through Trump's first term. Right. And and, and I say first term, I mean only term. I meant to. Sorry, faux pas. Or
0: or partial term. We'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it just it can't keep going up. I think uh, Dow thirty thousand is kind of a pipe dream. I think there are some uh, (laughs) even people who believe in a strong uh, bull market. Real uh, bull investors are are getting a little worried about uh the the stratospheric heights of, of the dow at this point and you know i've been predicting for some time now that there's there's going to be a correction there's just there's there has to be a correction at some point this is just the way the dow works it's, it's not me. money
0: money is not the root of all evil greed is the root of all evil yeah. and uh you know what do we we ha- i think we have to ask ourselves do we need it to get to 30 <laughs> uh you know i mean a, a, you know there's it's just like a healthy weight loss uh, there's such a thing as healthy growth, and what we've been seeing isn't normal, and it isn't, it isn't healthy uh, yeah. by historical standards. Uh, so there's reason to be concerned that it won't last. I've, I said from the day that, that Trump was elected, and then we first started hearing about uh, the, the rising stock market, which was actually on the same curve it had been before the election. Yeah. But uh, we started hearing about that, and, and, and some of the growth, and, and maybe it has even picked up a little steam from that. And as I've said before, some of that is based on business optimism that Trump would deregulate, and the Republican-controlled mm-hmm. uh, congresses would, would uh, deregulate business, making it easier for them to uh, profit. And certainly the tax cut on top of that yeah. has made it even easier than easier. So, uh, you know, and obviously the Republicans are going are gonna to defend that uh, and try to hang on to it for as long as they can. But mm. uh, this is not his economy, and he picks a bad time for himself, as you just said earlier, hurting himself. He's picked a bad time to, to point that out.
1: Well, you know, I have a very cynical outlook, I think, as most of us do when it comes to uh, Wall Street. I mean, a lot of spazzy white guys down there in lo- lower Manhattan, and what they typically do is at the... Faintest sight. Like if someone farts the wrong way oh, in, in yes, lower Manhattan, yes. they freak out and start yes. selling. And, and that's kind of what we saw, uh, whatever it was, uh, 10 years ago. God, it was 10 years ago. You believe that? Mm. Unbelievable! Yeah. I started to feel the first recession back in two thousand seven. I was starting to feel the effects of that uh-huh. through uh, through biz- you know business interactions and things like that. Think people started to get scared about spending money, and uh, as early as two thousand seven, two thousand eight, the bottom dropped out, and a lot of it had to do with uh, with Wall Street just indiscriminately freaking out. There were, and this was before the big right. uh, crash of all of those uh, financial uh, the- institutions, too. Right. Right. They, well, and they also freaked out because they knew what they had done. They,
0: they. Yeah. I think they recognized the the corner that they'd painted all of us into. Uh, you know, they they're like uh, superstitious gamblers in a casino. <laughs> right. And, and right. that's that's how I think of Wall Street. That's what I think. Wall Street is a casino. Yeah. And uh, those are superstitious gamblers. And yes, they've always been jumpy and and reactionary. Uh, but uh, there has been this general optimism that the, the corporations were going to make a lot more money under Trump, and they are. Uh, and uh, likewise, you know, for every action and uh, opposite the reaction, mm-hmm. uh, when Trump goes away, when the Republican Congress goes away, <laughs> you're going to see some <laughs> of that. You're yeah. going to see some of that that confidence go away. Yeah. Uh, how much or how damaging? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll be uh, crash damaging. I think other economic factors would cause that uh, more than uh, that. This confidence in business thing you know
1: the markets can't yes. stay remain stable the way they have been uh when you have a an, an eminently unstable uh chief executive right, running things. right uh,
0: and and when they see him when they see him as being truly in trouble yeah when they see him finally backed into a corner actually the the stock market fall should begin about then i would
2: think mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think absolutely i think that's uh that's a, a pretty solid prediction i think as soon as trump starts to uh to, to fail as far as uh, you know getting close to uh, maybe some more indictments of people very very mm-hmm. close to him, maybe uh, articles of impeachment passed I think that at that point things start to destabilize but I think they're going to destabilize even before then just because of the very nature of where we are with the Dow I think that's uh, that's almost inevitable but nevertheless yeah. uh, Interesting. speaking of uh, of Donald Trump beginning to uh, succumb to uh, trump Trump Russia here uh, this news from Howard Feynman is Pretty huge if true. Uh Howard Feynman reports today that uh Trump could possibly try to prosecute Robert Mueller.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's apparently he's asking about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's here's the passage from the uh, Howard Feynman piece today. Uh Uh, Trump's strategy is to discredit the investigation and the FBI without officially removing the leadership. Trump is even talking to friends about the possibility of asking Attorney General Jeff Sessions to consider prosecuting Mueller and his team. And then the quote from uh, uh, a Trump advisor, one of uh, Howard Freiman's sources, is, here's how it'll work. We're sorry, Mr. Mueller. You won't be able to run the federal grand jury today because he has to go testify to another federal grand jury. So they, so what they're talking about is uh is I assume appointing another special counsel to investigate the special counsel and to possibly indict that special counsel yeah. <laughs> uh, before a grand jury and and that's yeah. just I mean good god you want to talk about suicidal although you know what let me let me revise that because wow. normally buzz we'd be sitting here going Wow, that's dumb. The Republicans will immediately move to hire their, you uh, know, to, to reinstate yeah, normally. Mueller normally. normally. Yeah. Not anymore, right? I mean, the right. we can't rely on the Republicans as a, as a check uh, when it comes to uh, Russia anymore, can we?
0: No, no. And, and there's one other detail we haven't mentioned yet from the article you just quoted, and that is Trump not only would like Sessions to consider prosecuting Mueller— but all 17 of Mueller's investigators. Oh, my God. So, we remember, we've, yeah, you, you talk about uh, hurting himself, fooling himself. <laughs> uh, no, this is, this is, oh, this is bad because uh, we, we've, we've talked many times before. Even, uh, uh, even Andrew McCabe said to Congress that uh, no matter who you remove from the top of the investigation, the dedicated men and women of the FBI will not be deterred from finding the truth. Yep. And and it, well, I guess if we remove all of them, they will. And and that's my concern about going after. You know, and we've also said that well, if something happens to Mueller, at least his investigators survive. Not in Trump's wish list. They nope. don't. Nope. Nope. And know, certainly So. Now, I mean, uh, let's, you know, be very careful because there's some feels like there's some real evil afoot here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what's concerning to me, and this is the part of this uh, that kind of scares me. And I'll tell you why I'm confident here in just a second. I'm more confident than I thought I would be, Uh, which is what scares me is there. There doesn't appear to be a check on on Trump at this point. What I thought would be some reasonable Republicans, at least on the Senate side, to come up and say, you know what? Put the brake. This is getting stupid. Don't touch Mueller. Stay away from Mueller. And and we're going to take steps X, Y, and Z to to thwart you if you try to do this. That's been generally the mm-hmm. the whispered line that we've heard from the Republicans for the past year now, especially through people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham and uh, Diane. Well, and Democrats like Diane Feinstein and so on. That that they're going to move to block Trump if Trump tries to interfere with Mueller. But now, in the wake of this ridiculous Nunez memo we've mm-hmm. got uh, Paul Ryan talking about uh calling on Congress to cleanse the FBI cleanse is Paul Ryan's word what a t- terrible right. terrible word to use right. uh Mitch McConnell said this morning I'm unaware of any official effort on the part of the White House to undermine the special counsel so I don't feel any particular need to reach out to protect someone who seems to need no protection wow that's, uh, that's the leader of the House. That's the leader of the Senate. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Republicans are, are not. They're refusing to advance any bills to protect Robert Mueller and future special counsels, despite a report that Trump tried to fire uh, Mueller last June. It was what, the, the big news that we heard last week, which seems like a million years ago. Uh, two bipartisan bills under consideration would empower a panel of federal judges to review the case for firing the special counsel and determine whether there was good cause to do so. It's pretty clear to me, that everyone in the White House knows it would be the end of President Trump's presidency if he fired Mueller. That's what Lindsey Graham said. But where are we today?
0: It, yeah, <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Would indeed. And and many people are asking, as Trump might say, many people are asking, uh, what do the Russians have on these folks? Because yeah. this is a very weird, uncharacteristic uh, uh, covering for the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is... They've become part of the obstruction yeah. of justice, and, and, this- uh, and that's that seems like a long way to stick your neck out. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't stick my neck out for Trump like that. I, I can't imagine anybody who would, except that. I mean, as I said before, he helps them pursue their agenda. But uh, you know, beyond that, is it worth going to prison for? If if this is the way this goes, what can possibly compel these people other than? Maybe, and I'm not even a conspiracy guy, I hate conspiracy theories, but (laughs) it, it certainly
1: seems like somebody's got something on them, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, why would they, and this is what I keep coming back to, Buzz. Nunes what?
0: especially. Yeah,
1: Nunez, especially. Why would all of these guys, including Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, stick uh-huh. their necks out like this for someone who is profoundly unpopular, profoundly incompetent, profoundly everything else, every other negative word that you can possibly think of? The, I think the main one, though, is the fact that he is not a popular president. He does not carry the weight of someone like, say, George W. Bush post 9-11, where right. even Democrats were lining up with Bush. His popularity right. was so high. Right, I mean, uh, Trump can't break. What was the number that that Trump spent uh, only 12 weeks at uh, 12%? Okay, yeah, yeah. Trump's approval rating was above 50% in 12 states for the entirety of 2017. By comparison, Uh. Obama had an approval rating of 50% or greater in 41 states during Mm. his first years of of office, and you saw the amount of opposition that he faced, sometimes from his own party. With only a one-third support of, of
0: Trump, I don't see where the Republicans see the upside of sticking with a guy who has a minority of support in this country. Yeah. I don't know. You can't win like that. They're they're following each other off the cliff in doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and a president who routinely makes things worse for himself. And I'll, I'll leave you this with this before we uh, uh, go to a break here. Um the thing that makes me confident in uh the status yes. of of everything that's going on right now with trump russia is right. the fact that no matter what donald trump does everything that donald trump does makes things worse for donald uh-huh. trump that has been the trend from even before the election uh you know where i you know i guess during the campaign he would receive polling bumps when he would say something obnoxious among his base though remember right. that there was only republicans following the trump primary as far as polls and as far as voting goes so right. since the election especially every decision that trump has made especially when it comes to russia has only deepened the quicksand for donald trump into that one quicksand. of the yeah one of the points
0: of, of the book of fire and fury is yep. that the president was concerned that the russia investigation uh, not only uh, threatened his presidency but threatened his plans for better relations with Russia.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it, it, that's one of the things that makes him seem so guilty. I mean, there's several factors uh-huh, uh-huh. that make him appear guilty, and this is what we right. lose sight of when we're being bombarded with news every damn day. Which mm-hmm. is that uh, not only does Trump never criticize Putin or Russia, not only is Trump firing everyone who's investigating him for uh, conspiracy with Russia or b- yep. obstruction, money laundering, etc., and now he's going to these lengths where he's uh you know he's refusing to implement sanctions for god's sake this is a bill that passed 98 to 2 in the senate i think three people in the house voted against sanctions this is this is a law that donald trump himself signed okay Mm -hmm. he he waited he granted he waited to the last minute to sign it but uh, he did sign it and now with the deadline has come and gone to implement those sanctions and the White House is refusing to implement those sanctions. How you, you put all these things together and it just screams out guilt. It's yeah. it just screams out conspiracy with Russia. And you better believe that Russia is having a blast watching every every detail of this as it sails on by. As
0: I said yesterday, it's been a good week for Putin.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Putin just randomly takes a shirt off now just to feel his own nipples. His nipples—you could, could you could cut glass with Putin's nipples right now because he's just, he's so enthused by is, what's going. Is, is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Well, speaking of uh, 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 manly pectorals, <laughs> let's talk about Beach Body on demand. Is, is well, that it, was timely. Yeah, how about that? You know, Buzz, I like to—I uh, go to the gym about four days a week. I like to uh, lift weights. And I like to ride my bicycle. And uh, sometimes, though, I fall into a real a rut with my uh, workout routine, where it's just like, ah, nothing's working, I'm tired of this series of, of exercises at the gym, I'm tired of this weight machine, or that weight machine, or that exercise, or this exercise, it gets really boring, so along comes Beachbody On Demand, it's an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety, an underscore variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized for you. Beachbody on Demand also offers extensive nutrition guidance based on proven results, and it's so convenient. You can look at all this stuff right in the in the comfort of your own home. Uh, you never have to go to the gym or schedule a class if you're, you know, you're embarrassed. I mean, for the longest time, I just worked out at home because I just didn't want to present myself in a gym environment to, Well, all the judgy people in the gym. So you can, you can circumvent all the judgy people in the gym by going to beach, Beachbody On Demand. It's accessible on any internet-connected computer, phone, tablet, or TV, so you can even use it when you travel. Short on time, Beachbody On Demand workouts can be as quick as 10 minutes or last more than an hour. There's a program for every fitness level, too, so you can go through beginner, you know, intermediate, advanced, different levels of those as well. And workouts range from cardio to weights, yoga, low impact, and even dance. 600 different workouts. 600 different workouts. You're never going to get bored. And because abs are made in the kitchen, Beach Body On Demand offers nutritional guidance, a wide choice of recipes, tips, and on uh, meal prep, and even simple eating plans. Best of all... It's so affordable. Free trial gets you all 600 workouts and all their nutrition info, but you'll want to uh, keep on going with a subscription that's cheaper than any gym membership. At least uh, give it a free trial, but you have to text the code BOBC. Here's the instruction. Text the code BOBC to 303-030, and that's no space. It's just BOBC. Text BOBC to 303-030 to get a beach body on demand. The Bob Seska Show.
0: Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Uh, welcome back to today's show. Uh, lots to talk about it. State of the Union Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, where do we go from here? Uh, Let's get to as far as uh, this whole uh, uh, thing with Russia and 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 everything that's happened over the last 24 hours. Uh, it's just been absolute chaos, one thing after another. And in fact, the news keeps rolling in. I don't know if you've seen anything come down during the show, but I'm half expecting that as soon as we wrap up, uh, Trump's going to go fire Rosenstein or something like that. As soon as we well,
0: the to- only thing just just from the Washington Post, an internal Justice Department probe. We're going to need more about this. An internal Justice Department probe examining why then number two FBI official Andrew McCabe apparently waited to act on Clinton emails. So apparently the Justice Department had already been investigating itself uh, on why McCabe uh, apparently took uh, some time in acting at, in any capacity on the clinton email so we'll
1: yep see. yep uh mm. right right um and
0: and being a republican why wouldn't he drag his feet on a thing <laughs> like that <laughs> exactly uh
1: the other thing with mccabe and and the mccabe firing that mm. uh that struck me is uh, uh another brick in this ongoing trump disaster uh which is that Ultimately, Trump. When you boil it all down, Trump is just a dick, and he really acted like a dick in front of uh, Andrew McCabe. At least on the phone. This was back. Yes. This is back when uh, just shortly after Comey was uh, was fired, and apparently uh, Trump on the phone with McCabe was giving McCabe a hard time for allowing James Comey to fly home aboard a government funded flight. Mm-hmm. because when, if you remember, when uh, Comey was fired, he was at some event in Los Angeles. and, and- Right, he was
0: there to recruit uh, new FBI agents, and earlier in the day, which, by the way, he never got a chance to do. That was an evening affair, and he got fired before evening fell. He was uh, meeting with uh, some local FBI officials at the headquarters there in California, and uh, the TVs or TV or TVs were on in the room, and uh, he, Comey saw on television that he had been fired.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so he's stuck there in, uh, in Los Angeles for this event, and I guess Trump expected him to walk home. Because he yes. wasn't he wasn't happy no. that Trump that uh, Comey took his scheduled flight back to uh, to Washington and let McCabe have it for all of that. Now the second dimension to that phone conversation is that apparently at one point uh, uh, Trump called McCabe's wife a loser to McCabe's face, and McCabe he told, he told McCabe to ask
0: his wife how it felt to be a
1: loser to be a loser because right. uh, McCabe's wife lost her bid uh, for the uh, Virginia State Senate, which is the I think the center. Piece of tr- Trump's gripes against uh, McCabe uh, if you listen to Donald Trump, obviously the tr- Trump's main issue with McCabe is the whole Russia thing it has nothing right. to do with anything uh, with Virginia that's just a pretext for Trump to get rid of McCabe Some bully thing yes yeah yeah, yeah. Right. this is yet another example of the President of the United States just being an unmitigated dick to the people around him I don't know why, that's, I guess that you know that makes me question how. And why this goes back again to uh, members of Congress, the people who surround Donald Trump, why they're bending over backwards to this extreme to defend Donald Trump, given everything that's been going on, especially the fact that Donald Trump routinely bags on on Republican members of Congress and Mm -hmm. and and attacks uh, fellow Republicans, no matter where they are.
0: Right, and now he's all friendly with uh, little little Marco, and I mean, uh, all, <laughs> yeah. you know, Ted Cruz, and all the people that he and and they seem to be fine with it. Uh, and and for the longest time, I think we reasonably uh, surmised that it was because the, thanks to Trump, they were going to get to pursue their agendas, right? And and so they were very excited about that. What's holding them now is the real mystery: why they are still giving him the loyalty he craves is a complete mystery
1: yeah i mean but, but to go to the lengths that they're going to which is to wage war against the department of justice to you in fact if you kind of believe in the idea of uh intelligence community retribution this seems dumb on just so many different levels But the main one being that if you piss off the intelligence community, suddenly stuff starts to magically appear about you in the press. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, last week when we uh, when uh, the Trumpers uh, ramped up their attacks on the FBI, what happened toward the end of that week? We find out that that Trump tried to fire Mueller mysteriously well. this was a big story that broke that that required uh, confidential information to be uh, released to the press how did that information uh-huh. make it to the press well could this have been retribution for uh, for trying to demonize the FBI in the mm, early discussions about the Nunes memo, yeah,
0: right, yeah, uh, maybe so, and and it's happening uh, perhaps today. Uh, we, we you and I were speaking, I think, before the show about uh, now uh, a second uh, dossier uh, is being reported uh, that the the FBI is looking into a second dossier in addition to the Steele dossier, and isn't it funny that that would f- that would suddenly appear? right after uh, the Republicans announced they're releasing their memo. Uh, This may be the... and, And it comes, of course, from the FBI, so this may be uh exactly what you're saying about retribution from the intelligence community
1: yeah this second Trump Russia uh dog I keep saying Russia because that's, that's what Trump, fine Trump we, said we know went. we know yeah yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. just I'm just quoting Trump that's how he said yeah. it in the uh, Lester hold he said this whole thing with Russia and Trump uh-huh. and Russia that's what <laughs> that's where Trump admitted that he was obstructing justice on national yes. television to Lester Holt, and he ref- that was his
0: first confession yes uh-huh. <laughs> right
1: and he referred to Russia as Russia this Russia thing with Trump and Russia so uh, I like to throw that in there. But this second Trump, this second Trump Russia dossier is basically verifying uh, uh everything yeah. that's in the yeah. Steele dossier, right? Yeah,
0: and it's it's funny because its author Cody Shearer yeah. uh is a controversial political operative. He was close to the Bill Clinton White House. Uh so he's got maybe a political axe to grind and and at the same time, he's not uh, well-versed in uh, foreign intelligence and foreign affairs, as are the people at Fusion GPS and, and Christopher Steele. Uh, so in many ways, he's not as qualified as as uh, the, prep- the preparers of the Steele dossier. Yeah. Uh, and yet, and yet, and yet, magically, it appears that it corroborates uh, some of what's in the Steele dossier. In fact, mm-hmm. that's allegedly why Steele himself turned— This second dossier over to the FBI in October of last year, uh, October of 2016, uh, because he and he told them, he said, Yeah, I don't know how credible this is, but huh, funny thing, it matches what I found.
1: Yeah, and I would be shocked. I haven't seen much, uh, by way of uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders or anyone from the uh, the White House responding to this Shearer dossier, but I I would imagine they've already started talking about Shearer's connections to the Clinton White House and how that is uh, no doubt,
0: uh, you know, where they're going with that, but again, yeah. uh, I, I'll just isn't it funny that it uh, seems to corroborate what Christopher Steele found? That's right. Uh, totally, totally separate. These, these, uh, these were not connected in any way until Steele brought them together for the FBI in fall of 2016.
1: Well, speaking of White House staffers, if you really want to yank your hair out by the roots, uh, go and uh, find the uh, the clip of Kellyanne Conway on with. Uh, uh, one of the many Cuomo's uh, on CNN this <laughs> afternoon. I was getting—is it Chris Cuomo? I don't know which Cuomo it is. There's like 12 Cuomo's on television. Appears. I know. Uh, but he, you know, one of the Cuomo's was interviewing Kellyanne Conway today, and I watched some of the video. It's been a long time since I looked at a video of Kellyanne Conway, and it's just absolutely infuriating where she'll <laughs> say something like well if you go back to 2016 and then 2016 is the, the election that Hillary is," I'm not going to mention the name Hillary and blah 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 yeah. and then of course uh, the, one of the many Cuomo's goes uh, okay well let's talk about 2016 because you said this and that about 2016 and she, then she goes "Why well, don't want to talk about 2016 and then Cuomo has got to go well you brought up 2016 and I, said, I didn't bring up 2016 well let's go back to the tape did you bring See, up 2016 well,
0: shame, shame on him shame on him for lowering himself for yeah. that and and uh, I don't know, sh- maybe shame on you for watching it. I have I, I have I I have tuned that out. I, I have not because they're women, but because they're they're Trumpers. Yeah, I I've tuned out Kellyanne Conway and Sarah Huckabee. Yeah, uh, and 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 a, a number of <laughs> other people, male and female, or male, I guess, are the only people who remain within the Trump uh, administration. Because I know that whatever they have to say is noise. There are a few uh, people who uh, can give us clues about what's going on with the president. But what the president says and does and what his administration does and what investigators find about them seem to be uh, the the important issues. And, and the the rest to me is just noise.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there was one thing about this particular interview that I had to zero in on. Because if this is what Trump people are thinking... They're out of their fucking minds. Here's what Kellyanne Conway said in this interview. This is why I zeroed in and, and watched a little uh, bit of this, uh, okay. this uh, terrible video that made my brain hurt. Uh, all right, She said here, let me tell you something. Everybody who said Donald Trump couldn't win, everybody who said the election was all wrapped up, every screaming Jesus. headline, every wrong poll, every anchor, every pundit who said this is over, it's a joke, we can't win, tried to interfere in the election. <laughs> Jesus God. So what basically she's yes. saying is she's comparing uh, Russia's interference in the 2016 election to people voting and reading polls.
0: And, and we've almost become uh, numb to the phrase Russia's interference in the 2016 election. Yeah. Let's let's underscore that. Let's expand that a little bit and, and remind everyone that we just learned this past week uh, from Twitter that... Uh, Russian bots
1: mm-hmm.
0: retweeted Donald Trump half a million times <laughs> oh my God. In, in the final two months <laughs> oh, leading up to the election. In, wow. in, uh, in August and September, I'm sorry, in September and October of 2016, uh, and, and actually continuing through Election Day, uh, Russian bots retweeted Donald Trump and his tweets, more than 500,000 times. Oh, my God. That's And <laughs> that reached a few people, by the way. Yeah. And, and, and so when we say, and, and we're all numb to this, when we say Russia's interference ooh, with the election, think about just that. And think about any comparison to a pundit's uh, prediction about who's going to win the election. Compare that to a half million Russian bots retweeting one candidate
1: right and you know god it's so startling and and so easily verifiable that mm-hmm. you wonder how can they possibly deny this <laughs> i mean it's like it's like saying like 2 plus 2 is is 8 it it's not make...
0: like it's not like climate change bomb uh...
1: <laughs> yeah but I mean, God, I mean, all they got to do is go to the statistics and, and see the number of bots following oh, him and see how many times. Boy. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, go to the,
0: you're saying you're asking them to go to these folks, you're asking them to go to the statistics. That that has never worked. It didn't work with climate change. Yeah. It ain't going to work here. Uh, it's <laughs> they just don't do that. And they have created their own reality. Mm-hmm. And la, 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 fingers in the ears if you try to explain to them. Uh, the facts or logic
1: yeah fact facts are so three years ago aren't they, mm-hmm. e- yes, e- they evidence are. evidence is so three years ago i mean, in my day, they had facts, yeah right, right, <laughs> well, you know, uh, I was talking a second ago about how the Republicans don't really have any uh-huh. uh have any desire to backstop. Uh, the rule of law Uh, they're not uh, not, serving as a check on on Trump at least when at least when it comes to uh, the Rubicon that they claimed would be uncrossable which is firing Mueller they seem to be backing away from uh, that line in the sand except for Susan Collins who who warned the House today not to release the, the Nunes memo I think that's that's a futile gesture. I think that memo is coming out, but the, I mean, here's yeah. The thing.
0: Sadly, Susan's proven that she can be easily fooled by the other guys. So you know, I, I you know, it certainly was the case on the promises she received about health care in the, in the uh, tax bill.
1: Right. Meanwhile, Chris Christie says a war against the FBI will end badly for the Republicans. And and you know what? I, I totally agree with Chris Christie. This is where I'm feeling confident. <laughs> I may have uh, mentioned this uh, earlier in the show, but here's where I'm feeling really good about where things are, Buzz, given all of the chaos that's surrounding us at this point. How could I possibly yes, feel, feel good about it? Tell anything? us where you feel good yeah. well, or why, at least. Well, I mean, it's going <laughs> to, I mean, as, as I said earlier, it's going to backfire Against uh, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I mean, this has been the trend all yeah. along. Is that Donald mm-hmm. Trump uh, makes things worse for Donald Trump? So, I, in well, this it regard- hasn't
0: yet. I mean, I, I think it will ultimately. I think karma will hit him like a big blue wave, but yeah. uh, it it has it hasn't so far. And I think we have to uh, put equal uh, faith and hope in the Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatever else we can get. I, you know, and I want to mention also, I'd like to know how you feel about this because I have my own feeling about this. Okay. If, Mueller, if Mueller is fired, uh, since before Christmas, uh, organized protests have been planned. Uh, and again, as we discussed on a show a few weeks back, uh, if the firing of Mueller takes place before 2 p.m. Uh, on any given day, then the protests are that evening at 5. And if he fires Mueller after 2 uh, the protests are the next day at noon. Yep. There are uh, literally, I'm sorry, I shouldn't use that word, but there are in <laughs> fact thousands of uh, protests planned across the country. There's a website you can go to, uh, to find out the, the ones that are nearest to you. So you can pick the one of your choice. If you care to participate, I looked at, i I live in a very small community and it's next to another kind of small community. And uh, their 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 center, which is just a couple of miles from here, one of their one of their main buildings, uh, is uh, there' are already uh, over two three hundred people, three hundred fifty people signed up uh, who've made commitments to attend, and I would expect even more would turn out. And uh, the owners of the building have very generously donated their facility uh, for this gathering, and you'll find oh, things like great. that in every state in the country. We are talking about thousands and thousands. People are ready to turn out in the event of firing Mueller. I think uh, certainly if anything happens to Rosenstein, and it it could happen very quickly, that is the next logical step in uh, this progression of Trump eliminating everyone who oversees the Russia investigation.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Rosenstein is next, and once Rosenstein's gone, Trump can pick whoever he wants to replace him, and that whoever will no doubt be loyal to Trump and willing— to fire and or replace Bob Mueller. Right. And if, uh, you know, if that happens, a lot of very, very rightly angered Americans will take to the streets. And uh, I, I think it's just the beginning of this big blue wave that's coming to get them. And, and again, the fact that Republicans don't see it coming or pretend they don't or pretend they don't care Oh man, are they in for a
1: are they in for a shot? <laughs> I know, and you know what? I think I think Rosenstein is next, and I think we're going to see Rosenstein go down. Uh, possibly, I mean, it could have. I, I was kind of thinking that it could happen during the State of the Union that could, Trump could actually announce the firing of Rosenstein during the State of the Union address tonight. So we'll, we'll see if it that can actually happen happens.
0: At any time, it's it's yeah. pretty universally agreed that that mm. is the next step. We know that uh, Trump talked about firing Rosenstein even before. He talked about uh, firing Mueller, yeah, uh, and 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 say, you know he's he's been he's had it in for Rosenstein for a very long time, and uh, the, you know if this this memo from the Republicans gives Trump grounds for firing Rosenstein uh, because it accuses uh, him of uh, getting that that warrant, uh, extending a warrant uh, for surveillance on uh, Trump's advisor Carter Page who uh, is, was also under investigation for being a Russian operative.
1: Right. And you know what? I want to go back to, to Chris Christie real quick and what he said yes. about the, uh, the how this is going to end badly for the Republicans. The, the thought okay. that I've been having, yeah. uh, in addition to, just generally speaking, Trump making bad decisions for Trump, is mm. the fact that I think this memo, when it comes out and legal scholars look at it, uh, constitutional scholars, people, experts in the intelligence community, just generally speaking, People Mm -hmm. who read the memo outside of Devin (laughs) Nunes and Donald Trump are going to look at the things in the memo and go, this is all bullshit. This is all stuff that that occurs within the normal parameters of FISA, the normal parameters of the law. Because what we're talking about with the Nunes memo Mm -hmm. is Carter Page being surveilled by the FBI. Ultimately, what it comes down to is is that. And they're going to find out when they read the memo that all the steps that the FBI went through, the steps that Rosenstein went through to reauthorize the ongoing surveillance of 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 carter page all of that is within the parameters of fisa uh fisa section 702 for example which donald trump recently reauthorized all these things are going to be found to be entirely within the parameters of the law current intelligence law uh this is going to be the case with the the devin nunes memo and what's going to end up happening is that once all of that stuff is confirmed to be completely legal Then all we're going to have here is Donald Trump and Devin Nunes and the the House Republicans, especially the ones on the Intelligence Committee, actually releasing a document that makes it public and abundantly clear that Carter Page is a foreign agent of Mm -hmm. Russia and that he's under surveillance lawfully. For that purpose, for, to find yeah. out what he's doing and how he's, what he's doing with Russia and how he's communicating with uh, certainly a couple of these Russian stooges that uh, have been uh, the targets of surveillance for some time now. And, and that's where this all backfires. This is, how, this is what Chris Christie's talking about, for example. This is where everything goes wrong with the Nunes memo and makes things worse for Trump
0: indeed that could be the case uh, I'm, I'm also hearing that we are going to be underwhelmed by the contents of that Republican memo yeah. uh, but again, uh, the Republicans who support Trump don't care about that that you're getting, there you go bringing up facts again <laughs> this isn't about facts for them, it's about fodder, it's about having chewing material Yeah. That's and true. Uh, this gives them more chewing material and the base will eat it up and be chewing right along with them, yeah. uh, and and I don't think either side moves one iota, or that anything really changes because of it. Uh, uh, so uh, while it will mean even more to those of us who already see obstruction of justice and uh, uh, criminal collusion uh, conspiracy, if you will, uh, and and we will with Russia, uh, it, you know, if if you either see that or you don't, and I don't think anybody's going to be moved. Fortunately, there are more of us than there are of them. Fortunately, we still have the law, and we can only hope that the prosecutorial process uh, will help us through this.
1: Yeah. I think speaking of the law, my other, my concern with, uh, this memo beyond my confidence that this memo will make things worse for Trump is Mm -hmm. that because it contains information regarding the intelligence community and regarding laws relative to civil liberties and things like that, uh, Mm -hmm. connected to the intelligence community and surveillance issues and so on things that we learned about a lot of things that we learned about, uh, during the, uh, the Snowden, the summer of Snowden and, uh, this is going to be confusing to a lot of people. I think there are going to be a lot of people on cable news. Exactly. Who are confused. They what,
0: love that. And they love that confusion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and what we learned during the uh, the Snowden fiasco is that there are a lot of people, uh, especially on the Hill, a lot of members of Congress, in fact, senators who didn't quite understand the parameters of FISA law and certainly not the, the FISA Amendments Act, which followed it in 2008, that right. these are things that can be. Deeply confusing when you're talking about internet technology, you're talking about data communications, we're talking about uh, jumps between a one uh, person community, like US persons communicating with foreign mm-hmm. targets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah. of opportunity for smoke and mirrors when you're talking about uh, the legal parameters of the intelligence community.
0: It's as complicated as healthcare.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And who thought healthcare could be so complicated? Exactly, exactly. These are all surprises. Nobody knew, as <laughs> Trump likes to say, nobody knew. <laughs> right. All right, one last break. We'll come back, and uh, Sebastian Gorka is, uh, is in the news. We'll talk about that right after these words.
2: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius bath and body products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business
0: This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
2: Got a lot of spots.
1: I've got a lot of plans. Okay, uh, here we are on our Tuesday show with Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment.
2: Uh,
1: Sebastian Gorka was, of course, on television today. and uh, Of course. He, yeah. He, <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's not often you get a genuine vampire on cable news. It's amazing that he's able to get out during the daytime. Uh, Sebastian Gorka said the Nunez memo is 100 times bigger than what caused the American Revolution.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's even more... uh hyperbolic than what republicans have been saying about this being worse than watergate yes please uh, and I'm- isn't it funny once again the russians and the republicans and trump are all on the same page and, and hey, wait a minute i left somebody out fox news yeah. the russians the republicans trump and fox news are miraculously on one page and everybody else is on another that's right uh that's uh, you know if that doesn't tell you something in and of itself but uh, again, Russian bots are you know we 're writing uh, release release the memo uh, Russian bots <laughs> are are very much a part of this, and uh, whatever Trump needs there are Russian bots there to support it
1: in addition to all of this, in addition to everything that we 've been hearing about with regard to uh, uh, sanctions and everything mm-hmm. that uh, the the Trump White House is doing to make itself seem more and more guilty in all of this uh, the the treasury department trump 's Treasury department and the White House. Evidently stole a Forbes list, a list of <laughs> yeah. names of, of Russian oligarchs from uh, Forbes magazine to compose their list of Russian oligarchs in order to comply with this, the sanctions law that they're basically ignoring and not implementing. This they found is,
0: a new thing, copy and paste. Co- yeah, uh, copy
1: and paste. And there are some in this list of, uh, of, of, of people who can potentially be dangerous to the United States. There are a bunch of victims of Putin on the list as well. <laughs> this list of 100 names. Tuesday former, morning, former oligarchs. <laughs> right, right. On Tuesday morning, Russia woke up to the news of the so-called oligarch list issued by the U.S. Treasury Department. On it were more than 200 names, the country's top bureaucrats and businessmen, but the statement that accompanied it said it should not be read as a roster of people who were being sanctioned, or for that matter, who will not be sanctioned. Some part of it, we were told, remains classified. This is from the Daily Beast, by the way. Mm-hmm. Analyzing the list that was made available, Russian observers wondered if its authors... Had just copied and pasted names of officials from the Kremlin's website and from the Forbes list of Russian billionaires without much thought, right? Just to demonstrate that the U.S. Congress to the U.S. Congress that, that Trump is complying with the letter of the the sanctions mm-hmm. law he never wanted in the first place. Yeah, so, I'd say
0: you know if you don't have time to do your homework, <laughs> uh, you have somebody else, or you copy you you photocopy somebody else's.
1: Yeah, maybe this is this maybe the people who put together this list also worked on Melania Trump's uh, convention speech a couple of years. And, Remember that?
0: and of course, and of course, Putin has put out the fake uh, statement of outrage that the U.S. would do such a thing, and you know, uh, they, uh, I'm going to get you guys. It's, it's <laughs> got him. It's it, it, it's got him making these these sort of vague, empty uh, threats uh, against the United States uh, for for publishing the the list that was copied and pasted uh, from Forbes magazine, and uh, I think that's going to be the end of it because yeah, uh, that gives the world the impression that well, you know. Look how tough Trump is with Russia. He's he's pissed him off. So uh, you know he's no collusion here.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, the the world has got to be laughing its ass off right now at the United States. I know Putin oh, is. I know Russia. Only is. it were. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, we are we are worldwide laughing stock right
0: now. Yeah, well, or crying stock. I mean, I think the world is uh, far more sad than happy at yeah. what they're seeing here. Uh, uh, laughing stock in that uh, it's ridiculous, but I don't think they're laughing. Right. Uh, and this this removal of or excuse me, this failure to implement sanctions on the part of the White House uh, terrifies our allies. Yeah. Uh, th- th- you know, it tells them that we stand with Russia. Right. Uh, this is a this is a big turning point. This has shaken our allies confidence in this country. This is the guy who continues to serve as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. The urgency to remove him criminally. Uh, or or by election if we must wait that long uh to to the uh, midterms uh, for the impeachment proceedings to begin uh one way or another he's got to go and the sooner the better uh, uh for so many reasons This is one of many ways in which he has imperiled the country.
1: Well, semi-related, the European Commission, according to The Independent, the European Commission has warned that it will react, quote, swiftly and appropriately to any threat of a trade war by the U.S. after Donald Trump appeared to Mm -hmm. threaten a trade war against the entire continent of Europe. Sure. Sure, uh, sure. Because Europe's always been our enemy. Yeah, right, right. Speaking after slapping New America First tariffs on some imported goods, the U.S. president said he had a lot of problems with the European Union's trade policy and hinted he might take similar action against the bloc. But asked about Mr. Trump's comments on Monday, European Commission's spokesperson hit back, warning that restrictive trade measures from the United States would face, to face a robust response from Europe. Mm-hmm. Suddenly now, we've, we're making enemies with all of Europe, with the <laughs> entire continent, and of course you know all the Republicans will probably claim this is uh, fake news, so our
0: allies are going to be so excited to rush to our aid if and when we ever need it again, as we did and as they provided uh, on nine eleven right uh, good good luck with that uh, yeah. you know you need you need friends, you need to get along with your neighbors uh, you know that in your neighborhood, and you know it 's true with the world and, yep uh, this is not the guy to be our emissary.
1: And you know what's, what continues to be staggering to me in all of this is as, as vocal as Trump has been about talking about how there's no collusion and, and trying to interfere with the election and trying to thwart everything while not doing anything against Russia, while not bad-mouthing Russia, while not implementing sanctions, while making right. himself appear more and more guilty as the days go by, his own CIA director, Mike Pompeo. Said yes. To, said today, uh, Buzz. Of course, Russia will interfere with the goddamn midterms, and this is this is something that's literally coming from a Trump appointee, a guy who's very very close to Trump. And the
0: interference is already underway, or still underway, as I have illustrated. Yeah. And you know, it's it's going to get worse as it comes. And Pompeo is right. And one other thing, nobody's doing anything about it. Right. Right.
1: I, w- although we did hear, uh, I don't know what. Maybe it was a month ago. Maybe it was two months ago. That yeah, that Chris, that Chris Ray and the FBI. <laughs> Which now everything everything there is up for grabs, given what Congress they, is
0: doing. Are they are they still open? <laughs> I,
1: no, <laughs> but I mean this I, this could be part of it. This could be part of the anger about over the FBI. Is that Chris Ray um, made a, a subtle announcement not too long ago yes. that he was attempting to use the FBI to thwart any Russian endeavors as far as the midterms go. Uh, Every
0: little bit helps.
1: We need so much more. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, hackers have shown that uh, our voting machines can be hacked. Uh, the Russians have shown that they really like hacking. Yeah, uh, we, we're just we're just we're cruising for for a really bad time here. We're right. We're we're headed for some real trouble. Uh, a, a additional trouble, and uh, I I still think, yeah, I still think that no amount of money from the Koch brothers and no amount of interference from Russia can stop the wave of voter response that's yeah. coming this year uh but it it's scary uh you know it we've seen how close it can come uh so i you know it's it's just it's it's frightening to me and while it, what the fbi is doing what chris ray is is doing is very appreciated and i'm sure helpful but it just isn't enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Before we wrap up the show here today, because we're, we're running long, of course, mm-hmm. with all this news. I'm here. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, whenever you're here, the news follows you, Buzz, because good God. Uh, but uh, here's the, the great uh, ironical story of the day is that Russia is now insisting that the United States is interfering in its presidential election. This, this is an actual story. This is yeah. Ru- Russia is actually accusing us. I guess taking a page from the the Trumpers, which is all about projection. Whatever they're accusing us right. of, let's accuse it. Let's accuse them of doing the same thing.
0: Well, and again, it feeds the narrative that uh, you know that he doesn't like Trump and that if things are tense with the United States. It it feeds that narrative. That and buzzing our our. Navy plane.
1: Oh yeah! Did you see the video of that? I saw not only a yeah. video, a short clip of about four seconds of that jet going right by one of our spy planes, but then there was a photo where it was like it, they were almost touching in the in the yeah. photo.
0: That was a, that was sort of a by the way because uh, we have Americans fighting over the credibility of the FBI. We have Trump uh, deciding not to institute new sanctions against Russia. uh, And we have Russian fighter jets buzzing American planes. So, again, pretty good week for Trump. uh, (laughs) Well, and for Putin and for Fox News and for the Republican Party.
1: That was one of the things that Chris Cuomo, I guess it is Chris Cuomo, talking about to, uh, to Kellyanne Conway. He asked her... Uh, why is your Why is your boss making a big deal about Jay Z, but completely ignoring the <laughs> fact that a Russian military jet came within five feet of a U.S. Navy P three Orion right. uh, surveillance jet? I mean, it's just, God, and of course she didn't answer the questions. We're well, yeah, it. I did. And again, I just
0: hope that Jay Z and Trump can work things out. <laughs> Be You know, be friends.
1: And of course, you know, Trump's response to Jay-Z was to go to the black thing. Immediately he thinks of black. You know, he thought, thought like, mm. oh, you know, it's like when he appointed uh, Ben Carson as the head of housing and urban. Oh, urban, <laughs> urban, that's black. Let's get yeah. let's get my black friend. Yeah, need, need a black guy for urban. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And he thinks Jay-Z, oh, black. So I guess Jay-Z's going to care about the black unemployment numbers which mm-hmm. have been going down since obama was president but that's another story that's you know that's one of them pesky facts that keep getting in the way and he would give jay-z ben carson's number but i think he figures they all know each other anyway <laughs> yeah you know what i bet that's actually the case that's really the way it is that you're not that's not a joke that's actually something that uh, trump does <laughs> All right, the uh postmortem show is coming up next. You can find uh, Buzz Burbank news and comment on iTunes and at BuzzBurbank.com. Stephanie Miller shows at Stephanie and we'll uh-huh. see you on the postmortem show, folks. Bye-bye.